Okay, hello. Welcome tonight on this gospel. Hi again, Kisovan Pedro. And it's been it's been an awesome time studying the word of God. Actually looking at actually looking at um, God's kind of life is a way. Like last week or the week before, we started looking at the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we were able to see that Christ's death, burial, resurrection was to lead us to just one focal point, one focal point, a new kind of life, a new kind, a new beginning, a new a newness of life. Now, if you would read, we go to Romans six. If you check Romans six, it says this: Romans six verse four. Says therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ, yeah. Sorry, let's, from this time before. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, and like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So he's drawing our attention to the fact that. And just as Jesus Christ was raised by the glory of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost, that we also should walk in newness of life, as we should walk in regards to the new kind of life we've received. You know, Christ died, we died with him. Christ was buried, we got buried with him. And Christ got raised from the dead, right? We got raised from the dead with him. But coming back to life, we never came back the same way. Jesus Christ never came back the same way. The Christ who was on the cross, it's different from the Christ who came back to life. The Christ who we saw walking along the streets of Nazareth or Galilee or Israel is not the same Christ that came back to life, right? This Jesus, because I focus on this Jesus that we that we've seen at the resurrection and we are seeing now after the resurrection is completely different. He's a new kind of man. He's a new kind of human all the way. Um, I think First Corinthians 15, Paul said this. And the first man, Adam, was a living soul, and the last Adam was a life-giving spirit. So Jesus is a new kind of Adam. Jesus is a new kind of prototype man. Right? Just as the first Adam was earthly, meaning that the first Adam was natural. First Adam related with things normally, like this is wood, this is food, this is that, this is this, this is that, this is that. But this second Adam is of the heavenly. Meaning that he was he was born to interact with heavenly realities, he was born to interact with eternal realities, he was born to interact with with God, he was born to interact as a spirit to give life to things. Right? So I made mention in the very first class that Adam was a living soul, and that Jesus being Jesus being um, a life giving spirit is like God, just as God emitted life in the beginning. Because let it be light, and we want to join one. When light is mentioned, light is actually life. Right? When God said let it be light, God was saying let it be life. So He has made us in that same fashion. He has made us in that same being. Being, a new, being, a, new, being a new creation, being a new type of human that is according to the first demonstration of God as shown in the beginning. Which is a life-giving spirit. He has made us eternal. He has made us life. He made us a life-giver, right? So the first thing that I like us to look at again is Genesis one. We first look at Romans six four, which says that which says that um, 
Even so we also should walk in the of our lives. Meaning that we walk with our mindset being fixed that we've come into a new kind of life. And this new kind of life has new patterns. This new kind of life has has um has a way to live. Just as you were born and you were taught how to walk, you were taught how to eat, you were taught how to talk. And the same way, this new kind of life has its own modus operandi, has its own form of operation, has its own training or teaching that we'd have to go through in order to become master, in order to become used to walking, to talking, to running in this new kind of life. And we are going to use, use Jesus and God as um, the perfect example to see how this life is lived. So back in Genesis 1, back in Genesis 1, verse 1, it says what this, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So notice this, God is apart from heaven and apart from earth. He was doing the creation, right? That means he's before the, he's before creation itself, before heaven and before earth, right? Verse says, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So notice this, right? That God was apart from darkness. Right? He could see darkness happening around him. But he didn't start saying, that, oh, there's darkness here, there's darkness here. No, no, no. God knew who he was. God knew that he was a creator. God knew that. In fact, just thinking of this, right? the fact that he was apart from darkness. And he's before creation, meaning that he's eternal. He's not in time. He's eternal. So when it says that God created the heavens and the earth, it means that before those things were created, there was God. So it when there was God, meaning that he was in eternity. He himself is eternal. He himself is eternal before time. Because time only came into effect upon the earth. Right? So when you look at God, you also see a picture. When you look at God, when you look at God, you also see the picture of being before time, being outside of time, being eternal. And that would give you a glimpse of who you are and of who I am, of who we are in Christ. That we are apart from time, that we are apart from darkness. You get this. When when um Jesus Christ was saying that you are in the world, but you're not of the world, this is what he meant. That though you are in the world, you are not of this world. See, this is God. God is apart from the world. God is apart from heaven and earth. He's apart. He's before time itself. He's eternal. Right? Hope this makes sense. He's eternal. So let's let's look at yourself like that. You are apart from the world. You are apart from light. You are apart from darkness. Like you are light, but you are apart from the world. Right? So what God did was that He sent an extension of Himself for God is light. God is light. He sent an extension of Himself. Into the world, it says, and the earth was without form. Mentioned that form and void is chaos, disorder, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. So you see, God was speaking from His own reality. God was speaking from His identity, because God is light. In First John, it says this. I think we read this earlier. In First John, it says this that um, this is the message that we heard of Him that God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So what God was doing, God was speaking from his own reality. But let me go there so you can be like, I'm just quoting. First John. First John. First John. Where are you? 
1 John 1 verse 3. So that which we have seen, no, it's not here. Um, verse 5. So this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In him is no darkness at all. You see that God was speaking in reality that everything that God knows is light. Everything that God knows is light. All the realities that are in God are of light. God doesn't know anything that regards darkness at all. that God knows is light. Completely light. Completely light. Completely light. Glory to God. So it says this is the message that God is light. If God is light, then that means that light was in him before he created, created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> Does that make sense? So take a cue from this. Take a cue from this. That before he created heavens and earth, right, he was God. Before he created heavens and earth, he was light. So now that he had made heaven and earth, and everything had become chaotic in darkness, he now spoke for himself. It's like him saying, God. <laughs> when he said, let there be light. It's like, let that light come out of me. My realities come forth. Let there be light. And it came forth. Right? We're still looking at God's looking at God's um, nature as eternal. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Right? Um, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the end of the morning were the first day. So you see, God, God is creative. God has light in Himself. In the same way, we have light in ourselves. We are creative. When you see that the first Adam was the first Adam was a living soul, the, the second Adam, a life-giving spirit. At this second Adam, you you have light in you. You shine for that light. You give life as well. You give life as well. You give life as well. And this light. He has given us a description of how this light functions. That this light, hey, welcome, welcome, brother. Okay, so I'm, I'm simply just describing the light, the life of God, right? I'm, I'm saying that God was before, God was before time. God was before the creation of heaven and earth, right? And God is apart from heaven and earth. The scripture says that this is the mystery we've heard of him. That's first John chapter, chapter 1, verse 5. It says, This is the mystery we've heard of God, that God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. It, it means that at the very beginning, God himself was light. Before he spoke for let there be light, he was light. So when God was saying that let there be light, he was speaking of his identity. His identity is light. His identity is light. And in John chapter 1, it says that that light is the light that lighted all men. And that light is actually life. That light is actually the life of God, actually. So when God when God looked at darkness, he didn't start saying that everywhere is dark. Everywhere is dark. Everywhere is chaotic. Everywhere is without. Everywhere is disorder. It's in, this, it's in this array. No, he didn't say that. He spoke forth his nature. He spoke forth whom he was, which is light. He said, let there be light. And light came forth. And then he started describing um, instead of describing the, the the characteristics of light, that light has order, and by order I mean that it has structure. When he says when he says that um, and God called and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under firmaments which were which were above. Meaning he divided water from water and things structures, saying that let there be earth, let there be water, let there be 
birds, whether it be animals, means that this life that we have, this life that that is it is eternal, has structure, it has order, it has a way things are has a way things are meant to follow, right? It's not it's not scattered, it's not chaotic, it has order. So in the same way, that life is inside of us, and that life causes things to follow a particular order, to follow a particular progression. Now, the very nature of God is wise, the very nature of God is creative, the very nature of God is is the very nature of God has the life of God has an initiative. Life of God is intelligent. Life of God has the characteristics of being of being creative, of being of being in order. Yeah, in order. That's the best Life of God has the of being in order. Now everything within in Genesis chapter one is describing the life of God. Is describing how the life of God ought to be. Right? If you scroll down Genesis 1 um, to verse 24, it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creeped upon the earth after his kind. And God said that it was good. So you notice that everything God was doing was in progression. It was in progression. It wasn't, it wasn't. He didn't bring he didn't bring the animals before he brought land. He brought land before bringing the animals, meaning that it was meant to follow a particular order, a particular progression. Right? So this is God showing showing the nature of his life, that his life is creative, his life is progressive, his life is intelligent, his life is wise, his his life has the capacity of wisdom, has the capacity of creativity. And as we're looking at God, just know that this very this description of God's nature is actually describing the new man in Christ. For Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 something, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed. Behold, all things have been made new. And all of these new things are of God, meaning that the very nature of God is describing the new creation man, which is you and I. Alright? Let's go down to verse 27. Okay, so God, verse 26, 26 sorry, says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness in our image after our likeness so you know i was just saying that i was just describing the life of god right that god was speaking things in order now he's saying that in our image after our likeness meaning that he has made us in this very image of speaking in his very image of being in order in his very image of being creative in his very image of being wise in his very image of being apart from darkness right because in genesis 1 it says that and God created the heavens and the earth, meaning that He was apart from heaven and earth. He's He's before time, because time is only bound to this earthly system. So He's before time. He's eternal. So He's saying that He has made us in that same image, in that same likeness, in being apart from darkness, in being apart from time, in being creative. Meaning that you, we can step away from the systems that are looking dark to us. We can step away and start speaking to those systems apart from them. And we ought to look at look at ourselves not being not being caught up or being entangled in darkness. No, 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 no. Things may look like they are, that 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 they are they are being uh, overwhelmingly um, overwhelming towards you. Maybe situations, maybe family, maybe friends, maybe it's a job. One of one of those things they look like they are about to overwhelm you, but you are apart from those things. You step out being conscious that those things are not part of you. Jesus Christ speaking said this that you're of the world, 
no, saying that you are in the world, but you're not of this world, right? So you may be in this world, but you're not of this world. You're not part of this world, right? Just being conscious of the fact that you are you are apart from this world means that you have the authority to speak to this world, just as God spoke His words, spoke His nature. You are naturally light. You've come into a new kind of light. That new kind of light is the light of God, right? The light of God. Let's continue. Yeah, and God. Say, let us make man in our image after likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon earth. So, this is just God describing how man ought to walk. This is light, actually. This is this is the light of God. We are in light right now. So, He's describing you, describing I, that we are in the image and likeness of God, and that we are to have dominion over everything upon this earth. Verse 27. Okay. Let me, let me pause it first. That we are having you know, upon everything upon it. So when you see, when you see a lion eating a man, you know that is darkness. <laughs> when you see a mosquito biting you, that is darkness in operation. I know what I'm saying because God didn't make those things to to harm you. He made all those things for your benefits. He made all those things so that you would have dominion over them. So when you see those things happening, you know it's darkness and it's in it's chaotic. It's in disorder. That, that's actually disorder because there are many things, many systems upon this earth that is actually still void and in darkness. And what God wants for us to do is to display this life to the kingdom of, to, to, to the world, actually. You know, Paul in the Romans says this, that all creation that are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God so that they will be liberated into the liberty of the sons of God. Meaning that every creature is shouting out, crying out for help, help, help. That crying out to the sons of God to help them to deliver them from darkness, and that is what we are here for. We are here to deliver those creatures from darkness by shining our lights, by speaking the light, consistently speaking the light, coming into the consciousness that this is who we are. But we are the ones in dominion, we are the ones who have subdue all of those systems and bring them into light. Glory to God. All right, let's go down a bit. Um, uh, I'll speed read a bit so. Just bear with me. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. I, I explained this verse earlier on last week. But let's come. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Now, these words are really, really important. These words that were mentioned. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea. That that over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of air, and over every living thing that so notice God first created man. Oh, thank you, Father. So notice in twenty in twenty six, it says that and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, right? God has said that man shall have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now in this verse twenty eight, right? He's now saying subdue it and have dominion. So the original design is for man to have dominion. But now in verse 28, he's saying subdue it, which is actually an instruction to go into to go into some kind of combat, go into some kind of uh, warfare, and then have before you now have dominion. Because sub subjection comes before dominion. Right? You must subdue before you have dominion. Meaning that there's something you're going against to subdue before you have dominion, right? Right? When God was speaking, let it be light. He didn't say darkness should go away. I hope that makes sense. So when God was saying let it be light, He never said darkness should go away, meaning that darkness is 
was still there after all of these things he had been speaking. So darkness was still upon the earth. The whole chaos, this whole disorder was still upon the earth, meaning that Adam, the Adam that he made or he brought into the cosmos, into the system, was still going to face darkness. Hence the word subdue. Hence that word, that instruction, go, that instruction, go into the world, subdue it. That instruction, that word is pivotal to knowing that there was some kind of opposition waiting for Adam to go, waiting for Adam to come and see. In the same way, that same opposition is still upon the earth now. And that's why Jesus Christ said, go into all the world, go into the world and preach the gospel. That's why, that's why Jesus Christ said those things, I was going to go and preach the gospel. Because it is the gospel that would subject all of those things, all of those systems, all of those cosmos to God. Right? The gospel is the light. The gospel is the light of Christ. The gospel is God. The gospel is the good news of redemption. So when we are speaking the gospel, we are speaking the life of God, speaking the light of God, we are reconciling things back to God. Like um, where um, Paul speaking in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, sorry, Second Corinthians, verse five, sorry, go down. It says that. Um, and all things of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. The way that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So notice this. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So you see that first of all, right, first of all, we have said that we've said that let me pause it. We said that God is in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That the world has the world is in this area, the world is chaotic. What God is doing, God is bringing those things, those fallen systems back into Himself, reconciling them into light, rather, judging them and bringing them into light back to the original estate. Uh, let me give an example. So, I like using lions. So, lions are in darkness, machines are in darkness. What he's doing, he's not, he's not only reconciling humans. Yeah, humans are important. Like they are humans' prized possession. But true humans, he's reconciling the systems back to him. So fixing them, bringing them to the, to the original estate. Yeah, yeah, bring them to the original estate. Okay. Sorry, let me just comment. So bring them to the original estate uh, in light. Right? As I mentioned earlier on, that when God was saying that, uh, let saying when God said uh, fish be, or when God said and God created good wills and every living creature, it's not that those things were not in existence, those things were in darkness, but He brought them under the light. So, what God is doing is reconciling the systems back into light, He's sub subduing the systems back into their original essence through you and I, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, so He has He has. In the light of the gospel, in the light of Christ, he has said that we are fruitful. He has said that we multiply. And he has said that we, that we replenish the earth. Now he's saying subdued because the, the earth would say that you're not fruitful. Darkness will say you're not fruitful. Darkness will say that you do not multiply. Darkness will say that you do not replenish. What he's saying is that you subdue darkness. You should subdue those thoughts. You subdue the cosmos and have dominion over them. Because you have the capacity to do so. That this life 
this life, this light that God was speaking here is actually inside each and every one of us. Hallelujah. And we were looking at Joseph last week, um, last week, Saturday, um, how jo Joseph was sent from one level of darkness to another, first from the pit to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house to, to the prison. And then in all of those instances, he was shining his light. In all those instances, the gifts of the Spirit were in manifestation in his life. And the light, his light was shining bright and bright and bright. His light was consistent. His light was consistent until so until suddenly he came out of came out of prison and shone and became the salvation for the children of Israel. And that is God's that is that is God's um that is God's view of each and every one of us. And regardless of the of the of the of the degree of darkness, we shine bright. Isaiah speaking said that behold darkness shall cover the people and gross darkness the people, right? But my light shall arise upon you. Let me go there. Isaiah, Isaiah 56 or 60, rather. Isaiah 60. Where are you? Glory to God. Oh, Shatabatoski, Freniske, Tiskis. says, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and glory of God, and glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. For the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon you. So you see, it's saying that darkness is upon the earth. It's upon the earth already. But it's upon you and I. That light is upon us. That the Lord has shone upon us. In the same way that he shone upon um, Joseph. You know, in Joseph's case, the light that was shining was favor. Either the Lord was in Joseph and made him a prosperous man. The Lord was in Joseph and made and gave him favor with, favor with, his, with his head. It's crazy, but that is actually the light of God. The light of God reflects in different dimensions. It reflects in favor, reflects in health, and reflects in wisdom. It reflects in 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 myriads of ways that we can't can't really start expounding right now. But we thank God for His Word. We thank God for His faithfulness. We thank God for today's meeting. And so, without further ado, thank you all for tuning in. Um, it's been a blessed night. It's been a blessed night. So let them just end on this note by saying that the very life of God covers all of our desires, covers all of our needs, right? and is beyond what we can actually fully explain in days, in years, in months, <laughs> in centuries, even till eternity. Glory to God. So what we're trying to do right now is just give our hearts um, Give our heart, give our heart room to expand. Give our, our heart and imagination room to to receive that which Christ has done for us. You know what? Everything that has to do with God or has to do with um, the spirituals first starts with words, and then it goes to imagination, and then we believe it. Even our salvation started first started with um, words. We believe. We heard. We believe and then we receive. So in the same way, we speak, we hear, we believe and we receive. So thank you, Father, for this night. Thank you, Father, for this evening. Thank you, Lord, for the word that has come forth. We believe, we believe, we believe, we believe. Thank you for our sins are forgiven. Thank you for you've made us the rightness of God in Christ Jesus. Without further ado, have a wonderful night. Good day. <laughs>